For the past 12 years, Alltech has taken a look at the global feed industry on an annual basis. The latest snapshot was released last week as part of the 2023 Agri-Food Outlook. Overall, the numbers show that world feed production remained steady in 2022 with a slight decrease of 0.42% to 1.266 billion metric tons. The company noted that this was at a time during significant macroeconomic challenges, including supply chain disruptions, impact from the invasion in the Ukraine, accelerating adoption of new technology, and a focus on sustainability practices. Welcome to Feedstuffs in Focus, our podcast taking a look at the big issues affecting the livestock, poultry, grain, and animal feed industries. I'm your host, Sarah Muirhead. Joining us today to provide his insight on the current global situation related to agriculture and to provide his perspective on the 2023 Agri-Food Outlook is Alltech CEO, Dr. Mark Lyons. You know, it's a program, it's a, it's, a, it's a survey that we put out for a number of years now, over a decade, and, you know, I think the information has gotten better and better each year. Some of the places are a little bit more difficult to, 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 to get real good data. Some of it we get directly from government sites. Um, but, you know, amalgamating all of this through the work of our colleagues, you know, is, is a big part of what we do in terms of really understanding what trends are taking place. And what we saw was a slight reduction in overall feed tonnage, but we saw, I think, in the numbers, some interesting things. You know, food security is becoming such a big topic. And I was recently just in Turkey, we met with the Middle Eastern colleagues, and you could see in many of these markets significant increases in the amount of feed being produced and therefore meat, milk, and eggs. And I think that's very much related to maybe the, the directions that some of these governments are taking, a little bit of regionalization that we're seeing around the world. Um, so that was interesting to note. And then I think two countries of note in Asia, you know, the Philippines having a very tough time with ASF and Vietnam really growing, which, um, you know, we opened our, our newest um, Bioplex plant in, in Vietnam this year, uh, organic mineral plant. And that was interesting because you could really see momentum in that type of a market. Um, and so it was interesting to note those two in Asia going in different directions and hopefully this year a bit of recovery in the Philippines. I wondered if tonnage was down perhaps because of ASF and because of avian influenza. It's kind of what you were seeing in the, in the regions where those are issues. Yeah, and that's really affected. So when you get into the numbers and you start to go by species, you can see how that's being dragged down. Um, and so, you know, some of those, those issues around disease, and then, of course, disease are, are challenges in terms of um, supply chain um, affecting some countries far more than others. So from a technology standpoint, in, in your opinion, what's going to have kind of the, the biggest impact for producers and um, feed manufacturers in the coming years? So we've got, obviously, this big push around sustainability, but I think that you're starting to see a lot of other issues on the table. And so, you know, I think prior to 2022, before um, the, the Russian invasion, you had a situation where I think people were really saying, okay, this is the progression we're going to have, and okay, yeah, we can align feed efficiency and sustainability nicely. Now you're starting to get into a situation where food security and understanding supply chains and, and that type of a piece is going gonna, is gonna to become more and more important. I think that's also going to push us forward in terms of some of the same types of technologies. You know, if we can utilize alternative raw materials, a lot of interest and a lot of discussion here around insect proteins and more, I think, a bit more sophisticated than I would say I had seen a couple of years ago, um, thinking of different um, outputs that can come from that. You know, I think that's going to be a big factor in terms of how we move ahead, but people really thinking about ensuring that they have supply, setting this as supply, and, and not simply looking at cost or perhaps simply thinking about sustainability. So it seems like a little bit more of a complex uh, picture, but I think that'll open up new opportunities for technology. So kind of everything at the same time we need to look at, or are you saying food security might 
kind of notch up above sustainability as we move forward? I think for some countries it definitely is already. I mean, we can see that some countries are saying, well, what's good? At, what's, what's the point of uh, producing food with a low footprint? If I actually don't have enough for my population, I'm going to have a lot bigger problems. And so um, I think food security has definitely jumped up a notch. We've seen significant issues with energy prices, of course, in, in Europe that's affecting the amount of some of the key nutrients that we need. Um, and so I think that's going to be something to watch in this year. You know, what's going to happen with vitamins and amino acids? And what does that mean for other types of technologies? Do we need to be thinking about sparing these types of products? And it's simply not just a price and sustainability question. Did your survey take a look at, or, or could it detect, I should say, um, some of the influences from the Ukraine situation? Yeah, well, we can see some of that. I think it's going to be a bigger effect this coming year. Um, you know, when you actually look at what's taking place, yes, there was a, you know, a, a treaty, and we're getting more grain out of out of Ukraine. Um, however, um, you know, the, the volumes have dropped so much that speaking to uh, people on the ground in the Ukraine, they're actually saying, you know, the price difference between getting this out across land into Poland and to Romania is actually not that much of a difference to take it out by ship. And so there's so many other prices and they're, they're caught there the price they're being paid locally is so low um, that that I think that's you know playing a role there as well so I don't think we've quite seen that impact yet a lot of the foods the grains that come out of course are going actually for human food um, into especially the Middle East into Africa um, and so the world world tragic consequences not consequences of this of this um, invasion you know I think are, are felt there so we weren't able to truly I think detect that quite as much um, but I, I'm really interested to see the first quarter, second quarter, if we can start to see how, how some of that is, is playing out. We also have a big factor that's taking place here uh, in terms of uh, regenerative fuels, the interest now in biofuels and, and coming from soy, and how that's going to affect things. I think if that industry grows, we could really see a big knock-on in terms of soybean meal and uh, being plentiful, but also, you know, where is that going to go? How is that going to work? How does that impact things in terms of um, some of the trade flows that we see between Latin America that create new challenges or new opportunities for the feed industry and producers or kind of a little of both? I think that's probably depends on your mindset. Um, so I think it could be an opportunity for um, for the U.S. But again, I think we, again, if, especially from a food security perspective, I think we have to think, do we have the entire supply chain available to us? Um, you know, so maybe take advantage of that. Um, but when you look at stuff that's taking place, especially in Western Europe, you know, food production in this country is going to have a, should have a strong future. Latin America, Eastern Europe, uh, these are places where I think we're going to see considered and, and, and consistent growth. Western Europe just doesn't seem to that interested in producing their own food anymore. So we're going to see what happens there. So when we talk about sustainability, we talk about food security. Of course, there's also been a lot of push for organic and for, you know, non-antibiotic and, and all of these kind of uh, different production types of systems. You continue to see those growing, or what's kind of your um, your outlook on those types of things? Are we going to see them kind of back off as we've got some of these perhaps situations with supply that are coming into into focus? I think the natural food focus is something that we have a certain demographic in society, and then I think we've got a lot of young people that are coming up, and so I don't think that's a trend that's going to change. I think it's going to be something that will continue to grow and, and just will be accept, accepted or expected as part of um, the way we should be producing food. So I think that um, I think there are definitely trends that are here to say people want to know where the food comes from, they want to feel comfortable about what's being put into it, and um, and they want transparency around all of that process. And I think young people expect that they're fine uh, moving away from an entire brand or category.
at the same time you know, difficult to penetrate to a certain degree. So I think that's something we're going to have to um, all grapple with as businesses going forward, especially consumer-facing businesses. But you can just see the growth of, of you know what used to be you know kind of a niche. Now you look at all the major supermarkets having their own brands. They have uh, big categories focused on natural, organic, um, and I think doing a good job of communicating some of the benefits that we can bring through technology um, is, is still a big, a big challenge for us going forward. But um, you know we can see with the, the interest perhaps in alternative types of proteins, there is a story to be told, and, and perhaps we have to we have to push a little bit better uh, in terms of communicating. And, and as you and I have always enjoyed, you know, telling the farmer story is, is a big part of that. The authenticity that younger consumers want. I don't think there's anything more authentic than the person who's producing the food themselves. So let's talk one conference because you're making a, you're making a change this year. I understand you're, you're going global, so to speak. It's always been a global con- conference in terms of bringing people in, but now you're taking the conference out. Talk to us about that. Yeah, it's something that you know we had thought about for some time. We had thought that maybe there was a, an opportunity. You know, there was a, uh, obviously during um, the, the work that they did downtown in Lexington. We had a period of time where the the uh, facility that we don't really use, uh, the central bank. Convention Center is as well today, um, wasn't going to be available. And of course, then we had a pandemic, so we actually didn't need it anyway. Uh, and so at that point, we had thought about maybe doing something somewhere else, perhaps Ireland, because that's always uh, the family home and, and the connection there. And then this year, as, as I was starting to travel around, and, and you know, really the second half of last year, you know, it was it was full on, you started to get a sense from people that as you were sharing, hey, we're, we're going to have the conference in May, come to Kentucky, it was a little bit less perhaps uh, excitement around that. We had a great we had a great conference in 2022. Um, but you can see people were nervous about travel. They were nervous about um, perhaps the, the, the situation created by the war. They were uh, worried about costs, inflation. And so the thought was, well, maybe we do something different. Maybe this is the year. And so um, we have 12 stops that we've thus far uh, signed up for. We've got, um, we're going to have a great and, and quite significant event in Brazil. We've got um, Hungary and Ireland several stops in Asia, and of course North America as well, so it's going to be exciting to see how that all ties together, and taking a little bit of the one on the road, so that, that fun uh, and passion that we have around the event, and um, you know, I'm really looking forward to it, and take, taking a, a step, seeing also what our teams can do locally, and, and seeing where we go from there. It sounds like a great opportunity to actually reach maybe a larger audience, too. Is that kind of the purpose as well? Yeah, I think it could be a larger and more diverse audience. There's a lot of people that we saw through the virtual one that signed up and were part of the conference that had said, I always wanted to go to Kentucky and didn't have the, the resources. And we also, one thing that's been interesting is hearing from so many people saying, well, I, I want to go to the one in Hungary. I've never been to that country. And so people, you know, the, I don't think we anticipated that. I think when we said this, we thought these would be more local events. So people traveling, they know the Altic brand, they know the, the one conference and they want to go see other countries. And so that's been part of what we've done in you know, Kentucky for years. We've got people doing tours of, of, uh, of the U.S. and seeing agriculture here. Now maybe they can see parts of agriculture in other parts of the world as well. To learn more about the One Conference, visit one.altech.com. Our thanks to Dr. Mark Lyons, President and CEO of Alltech, for joining us here today and for his time during IPPE in Atlanta. For more information on this and other topics, we invite you to visit our website. And while you're there, be sure to check out our digital editions. 
This episode of Feedstuffs in Focus is sponsored by Alltech, where the focus is on working together for a planet of plenty. I'm Sarah Muirhead, and you've been listening to Feedstuffs in Focus. Thank you for joining us today. If you want to hear more conversations about some of the big issues affecting the livestock, poultry, grain, and animal feed industries, subscribe to this podcast on your favorite podcast channel, including Apple and Google Podcast. Until next time, have a great day, and thanks for listening.